What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another Sankarshan Joshi trip. I just finished recording this podcast, and this has been one of my favorite podcasts. On this episode, we have Dan. He is a creator and host of his podcast, where he talks about spirituality and his spiritual journey. This episode, we connected on a lot of spiritual elements, like. my spiritual beliefs are in line with his spiritual belief we started this podcast talking about manifestation and what manifesting growth is and then slowly we we moved into talking about like like a little bit of bhagavad gita and like like hinduism and we basically had a conversation about our definitions of what spirituality is and trust me when i say this this episode keeps getting better and better so make sure you listen till the end i'm stoked you guys are listening to this hope you guys have fun a sankarshan joshi trip first of all let me start off by thank you for being here and you've made time and we are finally making this happen like there's been a lot of back and forth with the time zone and all of that but like finally yeah. we're doing this thank you for being here absolutely thank you for having me yes uh could you introduce uh, like what your podcast is about like because that's how i happen to know you right like that's the reason why we are here uh I stumbled upon your podcast and I've heard you talk about uh your second episode on manifestation of growth and uh, I heard that and I was super fascinated because like manifestation is a terminology that a lot of people use and it's been used for like a really really long time to sell a lot of different things but like when I heard you talk about manifestation uh like it, i could really connect with like my definition of manifestation so like could you just start off uh, by introducing like what your podcast is about and uh... yeah no problem um so yeah the quest for samaria is my podcast that's also the name of my instagram handle and it's just about you know overcoming hardship in your life and using the things that happen in life and the suffering that we all go through as human beings to kind of as in a in the process of overcoming that to like learn lessons from it and to gain a certain amount of growth not so that not, not only so that you don't repeat that kind of suffering but so that you can become stronger and then you can help other people you know it's all about getting better so we can be our best selves to do the best work for others you know Absolutely. So and that takes for me for me I think that takes a holistic approach you know so it's part of it is spiritual you know and part of it is working on you know your mental strength but you know physical training and nutrition and taking care of your body it has to all be it's all part of the same thing you can't have you know one without the other so you have to have all of it together so it kind of as the podcast goes I'll be touching on more and more of those kinds of things and having people on that can talk about specifics and stuff. So yeah, that's that's what it's about. It's just about growth and kind of realizing also that a lot of that growth you know, like you were saying that, you know, manifestation has been used a lot of different ways and it has a lot of different flavors depending on who you're talking to, but a lot of what I see is that you need to take 
the pain and suffering and the things that are wrong in your life and the things that make you unhappy. And you need to work on those and change that into something that you can use. You know, that's what I, that's how I see it. And it's a lot of the core of what I've done in my life to overcome a lot of things. And the core of what the podcast is about is about using that kind of internal, you know, suffering and the pain involved that we all have as humans to cultivate growth. Yes. And also like in the <laughs> process know. of uh, me doing this podcast, like I've, I've had a couple of psychologists on the podcast too. It's like what human beings go through, like the pain, it creates them, right? Like it forms their personality, like how they see the world and how they approach the world. Absolutely. Probably, like all the thoughts, like the source of all their thoughts is the pain and suffering they've been through or probably like going through, right? Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. You know, the experiences you have, good or bad they shape your reality and then that shapes your behavior yes you know yeah absolutely so let me just uh brief you on like how i got into uh this manifestation like how that word got embedded in my head uh like it was 10 years back like my my parents were working for a company called amway like uh, there's this part of amway where where you network uh, and it's basically like a pyramid scheme where you sell products and uh, so they kind of sell this philosophy of you know what like you can become rich and they sell this like manifestation books and all of that so that's how I stumbled upon like secret um right I'm right sure you yeah like the secret that. yeah the, the secret yeah book. of course and uh, like wh- I was very young when I um uh, like heard secret when I watched the documentary uh the video version of the series and it's it's so fascinating because like the way they talk, I like w- when I was a kid, like I thought that was very practical and I almost like followed whatever they're talking about. But as I grew up, like I didn't see any meaning out of it. Like the way how they talk about manifestation is just about like visualizing things. It's more of you thinking about like what do you want? You're just sitting on a couch and then like you uh, sort of meditating on like what you want in life it didn't talk about like action it didn't talk about growth it didn't talk about pain it didn't talk about suffering it didn't talk about any of that no yeah it ignores a lot of that yeah and uh so coming from that background like over the period of time my definition of a lot of things has changed so right now how i see manifestation is you can literally manifest a reality if you focus on growth if you focus on like growing yourself. So right now, if I want to do great with this podcast, I'd probably manifest healthy behaviors and healthy action of doing the podcast, which would take me there than fantasizing on the goal itself. Right. Absolutely. You have to take action. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. You can think about it as much as you want and build the perfect scenario, but then you get, the analysis paralysis you know you you it has to be perfect before you even try to start you know in your head so you then you never start so you don't manifest it but then you just go through the the kind of initial fear and anxiety of starting and by doing that the action then you're taking the step to take that man that visualization and actually send it out because you're taking the steps to do it and then it compounds you know and it keeps building and building and building you know i'm sure as you've done it every episode has become smoother and easier and it flows out better right i'm sure yes 
so yeah it has become better when i focus on growth when i focus on like me getting better at doing this uh so like initially when i started like uh it has never been about like views or it has never been about like making money or like becoming famous it has always been about like talking to uh, people with different perspectives and uh, yeah. so yeah like th- th- there's so much learning that happens like when i talk to people and uh, that's how i manifest my like let's say future guests or like the quality so my my manifestation is more of uh, quality and learning than uh, yeah. the goal itself like yeah absolutely absolutely that's that's how i feel the same thing about my podcast even in the first episode i said that that's not about any of that it's about being able to talk about things that either will help somebody or reach somebody and make them think differently and just about spreading wisdom and you know and love and light you know yeah and growth that's what it is so like when i went through your profile i i actually found a post where you lost a where you lost a bunch of weight like right now you're exercising and then i yeah. see you wear that uh, the rudraksh the, the the mala yeah yeah we call it mala uh, so you wear that and i see uh, like you're much more like a uh, spiritual holistic like you mentioned like while you were introducing your podcast like i can see that at some point of time this change started right like what was that tipping point where you decided to uh, like lose weight or like start this podcast or like like you know you talk about gratitude and all your spiritual process so where did it begin yeah uh it began a couple years ago probably 3 4 years ago i was 4 years ago i was overweight i was 320 pounds um so i'm 6 foot 7 like i'm very tall 200 centimeters like oh, so wow. yeah uh so i was like 320 pounds and i was too heavy and my joints just from being this tall i've always had kind of like joint pain in my back and my knees and being so heavy it was really taking a toll on me and like i said i work construction so that's already you know pretty laborious on the body and i wasn't working out and i was eating a lot of like garbage food you know fast food pizza um so drinking a lot of beer and uh so one day i just decided that i like looked myself in the mirror and i was like it's too much it was it was it was too excessive you know and i was feeling like crap and uh, i needed to make a change and i don't i never do anything like halfway you know i always go full in to whatever i do so i knew that i had to prepare myself for something that was going to be kind of like a shock to my system you know because i knew i wasn't going to if i took it gradual and easy then i wouldn't be able to sustain it you know i had to just go in and like hammer it hard and then stick to it and then that way i could see results quicker and that would keep me going you know as opposed to if i took it slowly i would go a lot easier on myself so i had to really change that mentality and um around that time for some other uh reasons i went uh completely vegan and i was vegan for 3 years up until this february um and i lost 105 pounds and i don't 
part of it's because of the diet, but a lot of it was because I started doing like really heavy intermittent fasting. So just eating like one hour a day, one meal, like in a one hour window a day. So I think the majority of the weight was because of that, because when I finally got down to my lowest weight, which was like 105 pounds down, it was 115 pounds or 215 pounds. Um, I was very weak and all of my inflammation that had gone um, had suddenly like tripled and I was in so much pain, I couldn't move. And I started reading about um, the carnivore diet and how that helps people with joint inflammation. So I switched over to that and I've been doing that since February and that's helped out. Um, it's helped build more muscle on my body. It helps my energy and it's helped repair a lot of the damage and reduce a lot of the pain I feel, uh, in my joint issues, you know? So it's been a lot of, and in through that process, that was just the physical part. It was the physical that, that started it off, you know, because I was unsatisfied with how I was feeling. And in that process, you know, I picked up mental growth habits and spiritual practices and so that all kind of uh, moved together. And then around that time, I started listening to, um, you were talking about psychologists. I don't know if you know uh, Jordan Peterson is. Yes. I wrote a story yeah, so. today, like I was listening to him talk. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So I started um, listening to some of his lectures and then I read his book and his book was very, you know, it was great. Um, very influential to me. And around that time, I started listening to um, Jocko Willink. He's a Navy SEAL. Yes. So I started I listening to yeah. more, yeah, more of his stuff. And then uh, David Goggins as well. And David Goggins' book, Can't Hurt Me, um, really helped kick everything into high gear uh, maybe like a year and a half ago. And that's when a lot of it really, everything kind of all slammed together. Um, because about halfway through, like two years into being vegan, um, this is like two years ago, I, I was always into like Buddhist practices, right? Like meditating. Okay. And I was always into um, just the base teachings, you know, and it was something that always resonated for me, even when I was very young, probably like 12, 13 years old, I just was always fascinated by it. And uh, then Two years ago, I was somewhere, I was at a restaurant or a convention or something like that that had something to do with uh, vegan food. And there were um, the ISKCON, uh, Hare Krishnas were there and I got a, a copy of the Bhagavad Gita. So I started reading the Bhagavad Gita and I had a couple friends who um, read it and also recommended it to me. So that tied a lot into the thoughts I already had, like life philosophy and the way that people should kind of behave or the way that one should, a person should behave, you know, and carry themselves. And it really resonated deeply with me. So that kind of led more to reading a lot more of the Vedic stuff and getting into that and starting chanting. And so it's kind of a mix of Buddhist and Vedic and it just kind of goes where it is. And just that's what appeals to me and it makes sense to me. And um, yeah, I don't know. So what were the key takeaways that you took from Gita? Like what were the points that resonated with you the most? 
Um, so like the one specific part when Arjuna drops his bow and he basically is proclaiming that he doesn't want to kill, you know, his uncles and his relatives and his friends on the opposing army. And Krishna tells him to stand up and don't weep for the men who he's already killed because, you know, like we're only here temporarily and, you know, it references the karmic cycle and the cycle of rebirth. So I think the overcoming of fear is possibly like the biggest factor in our own growth. So I think that is something that really uh, hit deeply with me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And one of the best thing about Gita, like I haven't really finished it, but I've started reading it. Like one of the beautiful thing about Gita that I observe is the, the philosophy is so vague. The philosophy is so vast that each individual person, they have their own journey, right? Like we talked about, like each person has their own pain, like each person has different experiences with life. So when they read Gita, it is actually, they're seeing from the perspective of what they've been through and all the philosophies, they come in line with like their life. When they look back, they they take this uh, philosophy and they apply it with that part of their lives. So it is... Right. You, like anybody could relate with the philosophy of like what they have been through. Absolutely. I, that's a very good way of putting it. And that's exactly how I felt when I read it, because it, like I said, it really resonated with a lot of things that I had already felt. And uh, that's, yeah, that's a great way of putting it. I mean, I'm so fascinated by uh, at the moment when you snapped, right? Like, basically, before uh, you decided that you want to do something with your life, like, you were uh, tired of how you were being and you wanted to make some changes and move towards, like, betterment of your own self. And, like, oh, like that growth, like, when you decided to make a certain change, there's so many things that you equip yourself to make that change possible, right? Like, for you, it looks like you've taken, like, a lot of drastic measures, like, like initially, like, with the intermittent fasting, like, if you're eating one hour a day, and you went vegan, like, there is, there is something about snapping and deciding to make a change for yourself. Like, there is something about deciding to have better things for yourself. And a lot of people, like, they won't do that. Like, it looks like, uh, when somebody decides to make a change or like grow, they 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 grow in all directions. They grow in all dimensions, right? Like for you, uh, the the same thing happened with me too. Like I lost sixty uh, to seventy pounds of uh, body weight. Like I was uh, awesome. Like, I was close to obese, and while I was making those changes, I was also like reading other spiritual texts. So it's like when you decide to grow, you you always seek for things that would like even mentally heal you and like not just physical, right? Like it's multidimensional. Right. right. Yeah. You're looking for truth, you know? Yeah. yeah for the truth of, of well-being, you know? And, and I think that, yeah, some people don't get to the point where you get, you do have to kind of, well, I don't know if it's for everybody, but I know for me and I guess people like me, it does have to get to a point where there is a snap and then that's what causes the the change and i think and this is you know like i said i've always been fascinated by buddhism and i think this is kind of ties into it is i think you get a bit of clarity when you realize that the majority of 
the suffering that you have in your life and the majority of things that make you unhappy, you have complete control over them. It's your you know? creation. It's your creation. So what, as soon as you realize that, or as soon as I realize that, I'm going to start hitting it with a sledgehammer and start breaking it down. I'm not going to look at it and keep being upset about the size of this monstrosity. I'm going to see it, realize that I can destroy it because I made it. And then I'm going to just start smashing my head into it until it breaks apart, you know, and that's just, <laughs> yeah, because, you know, and that's the thing is there's not, it's because you don't know if today is your last day, you know, you don't know how much more time you have to work on that. Yeah. And, and right. So there is a sense of urgency and that is kind of what creates your drive, you know, your drive to do better every day and to stay focused is because you don't know how much more time you have. And the more you're able to heal yourself and the more you're able to grow, the better suited you are to help other people that you encounter in your day. You know, if you see someone suffering or you are one of your relatives or a friend is suffering, if you've consistently put in the work to do better for yourself, you're in a better place to help that person, yeah. you know? And you, like I said, you don't know how much time you have, not only with your own life, but you don't know how much longer the people that you care about are going to be in your life, you know? And this, this whole, like you were referencing when we first started with the, you know, the pandemic and everything. Um, now you really don't know. You really don't know what's going to happen day to day. So that should, you know, I think it really starts with your like thought process you know, there's so much going on and there's so many things, you know, things we want and our job and things we want to do, all this kind of stuff, social media and the news and family. And there's so many things that we focus on. But I think that when you kind of break it down and you start to really kind of think about, oh, well, yeah, all this stuff is going on, but I don't know how many more days I have left and I don't know how many more days my family members have left. It kind of shrinks down your attention to really only pay the most attention to those things that really mean the most to you you know you it blocks out all the other you know crap you know so i think that cultivating gratitude is a big part of you know the the inner growth too you yeah. know things are moving so rapidly like things are changing so rapidly especially with social media like we have a distraction like it's like a simulation mm -hmm. world where people are people are living uh around fakeness like you don't know what is real you don't know what is fake like there is a sense of yeah. pressure that they have to be a certain people on social media to grab certain amount of attention and like yeah surrounding with that sort of energy and like it gets super hard to make a change and move towards growth right like because growth is always uncomfortable like you're always in this bubble of comfort zone and like in order to for like good things to happen or in order for you to be happy you have to face challenges right like when you overcome those challenges that's when you're gonna have be happy like with a yeah. lot of people around since they're not seeking growth since they're in their comfort zone they're not making any change so they don't have right. that gratification so that's why a lot of people are sad like they they, they feel lost because they're not moving towards growth no that's that's very true you know i think uh I think like a materialistic culture is, is bad for humanity, 
you know, I'm not saying it's wrong to have nice things, but I think that the constantly going out and trying to get the newest thing, or like you said, it's just, uh, there's a lot of like fakeness, you know, and a lot of people who aren't very genuine and it's just, it's weird, you know, it's, and a lot of people live in that crazy headspace, you know, and they live in a comfort seeking headspace. And I'm not saying that everything has to always be difficult and comfort is bad, but like you said, in order to make growth and make process, you have to go out into what is uncomfortable, you know, you have to make changes because if you don't make changes, you're going to just stay the way you are. Yeah. If you keep doing the same things, you're going to be at the same place. You're going to do the same thing. Like it's, it's like a constant loop. The loop has to break somewhere, right? Like you have to do something differently to get like a different output. Of course. Yeah, of course. And Absolutely. Th- this brings me to uh, the concept of like manifesting uh, like growth. Manifestation is all about thoughts, right? And thoughts become action. Like this is how I see. So uh, I have this strong mindset about doing something uh, that I should be responsible, like, like sort of create a purpose for me to wake up the next day and do something like create a hope. And uh, yeah. this thought manifests itself into action yeah and uh so that's how you move towards growth right this is my definition of like manifesting growth yeah i mean you like you said you use it like you were saying earlier some people just put it in their head and say oh i want this and i keep my thoughts on this but they don't take the action step right so but you're using it kind of to psych you up and get you energized to take those steps because it's like a, a goal that you're working towards rather than just something that you stuck on your wall and you know, you ignore, (laughs) you look at and hope and just hope someday it's going to, you know, and I think that's a, I think that's the problem. I think with a lot of people is that they don't realize that the action is involved because even the same thing with, you know, spirituality, right. You could pray, to whoever, right? It doesn't matter, you know, Christian, Hindu, Jew, Muslim, whatever, right? You could pray to whatever it is that you believe in, but if you don't take the steps necessary to achieve what you believe in, that's not going to, you know, it's not going to happen, you know? And then you can't get frustrated that whoever didn't, you know, gift you with it or the universe didn't bring it into your lap. Like you have to, sure, it's good to pray and it's good to set that intention. Absolutely. I, I do that all the time, you know? Um, but then you have to carry on and you have to go on the quest, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like I'm able to relate with you on so many different terms because like uh, even with the spirituality and even with prayer, like people are uh, like, especially in our generation, because we don't have any survival problems, right? Like we have existential problems, which are created by our own. We don't have like a wild bear hunting us. It's not that right. There's not a a famine or a drought or like, there's no like pandemic. It's here. Yeah. There's not. not Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's no raiders that are coming to your village to kill everybody. Right. Like you don't have to (laughs) worry about that. (laughs) So we don't have any survival problems. So most of our problems are existential problems. And uh, especially with our generation, there's so much victim mentality, like Jordan Peterson talks about, right? Like we feel like the world owes us something. Like it feels like if something isn't happening for us, we blame the system. We blame 
uh, how things aren't working like, like, like we enter this victim mentality and as long as yeah, you're very feeling, entitled yeah and as long as you're feeling sorry for yourself and you're busy like being the victim you don't even have the thought process to move towards growth or to be a better version of who you could be no because you're that's the problem is the problem with that mentality is you're you're telling yourself that you're the victim so then you become a victim you know it's the same as if like i said like you know it's the same as if you if you go out and you run every day then your body is going to take on the body of a runner because that's the stress that you're consistently putting it under, right? If you lift weights every day, your body's going to change because of the, so, so if you think oh, I'm a victim and things aren't fair every day, and that's what you think all the time, then that's what you're going to attract towards you. And you're not going to have, you're not going to have success and you're not going to have good luck and you're not going to have good relationships because you're, you're calling all of that towards you because you refuse to think with a, you know, a positive mindset, you know? Yeah. Th- thoughts become action, right? Like if you, absolutely. If, if you are seeing yourself as a victim of the system or like with whatever is happening, that means yeah. these, these victim thoughts would make you a victim because those thoughts are translating into action. Yeah. You're not going to right exactly what you said. And, and, but you, you said you manifest and you think of, the goal that you have and that drives the next day or that morning of that day that drives your your action so it's it's kind of like this is how i think about it when i wake up in the morning i as soon as i wake up i do my meditations and and chants and the way i see it is like i wake up in the morning and that's like the computer coming on and i get a chance to put in like front load whatever programs that i want <laughs> before like all the virus before like uh, that's what i'm saying but as soon as as soon as you step out of like your room or you step out of your house then you're at the mercy of what the world is going to throw at you right as soon as you pick up your phone in the morning you don't know what you're going to see right so you need to prepare yourself you got to like put your armor on in the morning so that way when you turn on the news and it's like uh oh here's this horrible thing that happened because the news is always bad right there's never good news you know or you see someone's talking shit about somebody on Instagram or whatever it is or you got a, a stressful day ahead of you if you wake up and you put the work in right away and you set that positive mindset right away then the rest of the day is not going to affect you as opposed to if you wake up all upset that you know you don't get to snooze in and you hate your job and you know the first thing you do is like grab coffee and you know grumble and turn the news on that's the mindset that you're now in because you're like so vulnerable you're like a blank slate in the morning so instead of like filling that slate up with all the positive stuff that you want to operate on you're just letting the world throw whatever it's going to throw at you and then that's and then that's how you behave the rest of the day and then you wonder why you know things don't go the way you want them to go it's so it's so true right like because so what you're seeing is like when you wake up in the morning you build a foundation of how you're going to approach things you want to build a foundation of uh, you know start a day with a blank slate with a composed mindset right yeah you want to start the day yeah well, well yeah you start the day with a blank slate so you want to be able to yeah compose yourself before you know that's what David Goggins says, he said, as soon as you step out your front door, he's like, the world is going to fuck you up, you know, and you got to be prepared 
for it. I'm sorry, I don't mean to swear. I don't know if that's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can swear. Like, but, no uh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's true. You know, you have to, you wouldn't, if you think of every day as like an adventure, like you wouldn't go on an adventure without being prepared, you know? So as soon as you get up, just start preparing because if you don't, if you don't set your programming for the day, the world is going to dictate your yeah. programming. Our mind is so malleable, right? Like uh, th- th- there's so many things that beat us and and shape us differently as how they want. So if you if you focus on the foundation and if you be less malleable throughout the day, uh, probably like you're going to be less influenced by uh, e- like an external emotion, right? Like that could trigger any sort of anxiety or trigger any sort of hatredness or anger. So like in that sense, like meditation adds a lot of value. Yeah, absolutely. It keeps you from, yeah, it keeps stuff from sticking to you, you know? Yeah. And then I, and then I think also it, it keeps you like you're malleable and you do want to take on a certain form. So things bounce off of you. So you want to have a certain mindset that you set and that's how you operate. But at the same time, you know, I think the meditation is good because it does center you and it makes you really grateful. So even when things don't go your way, even if you're totally prepared, but you get caught off guard or something gets you right you you still don't have to sway too far from your center because you can you have the perspective now that you can see it as a blessing or you could see it as a challenge or you could see it as a a lesson or a way to grow you know rather than letting it completely destroy you so it doesn't mean that and that's the thing that i think people don't understand about like the manifestation is you can have all the mindset you can have the practice it doesn't mean that everything is going to happen perfectly. You know, you get to like, and that's the thing is like, you don't have to hold on to any particular outcome. You know, like you said, like you just put out what you want and you take the steps to achieve it. And you have to have the open-mindedness. And I think the meditations and stuff help with this, that, you know, you can ask for what you want, but you can't ask for how it's going to be delivered to you. You know, yeah. so if you want if you, if you want your podcast to grow, for instance, you're just taking the steps to go out there and make the best podcast you can every time, you know, and like you said, like the, the you're going you're manifesting, you know, guests onto your podcast and you're manifesting the growth of your podcast as opposed to trying to get a specific person and working towards that goal because you're trying to build, you know, a specific amount of numbers and you're supposed to trying to build a specific thing. Like you're just trusting that through your actions, it's going to grow in the best way that it knows because the universe is only going to do things in the most efficient, best way. And also the other part, right? Like coming back to thoughts become action. Like, like I feel this is so interesting because scientifically, right? Like, if you if you want to eat food if you're hungry it's a thought of like you need to go to the kitchen right even before you eat yeah. the food like it like it, it it starts from there and also like if yeah. you want to lift your hand uh first your brain should send a signal of lifting the hand even and then your your, your hand lifts right so on, on yeah. a very scientific level your thoughts become action so even before yeah. you do something, your brain actually manifests that. Like if you want to lift your hand, your brain sends the neuron yeah. which manifests that which manifests that action. Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever read um, any of this stuff by uh, Dr. Rupert Sheldrake? 
no. or uh, Dean Radin, Dr. Dean Radin. No, they're no. really, they're both, um, they talk a lot about that and they talk about a lot of like parapsychology and it all ties into that. And they all have, they both have a lot of really great like studies on it. I'll, I'll link you the the books there. Sure, I highly sure. recommend them. I'll, I'll make a, I'll make a post about them too. But what you said, like, yeah, there's signals that are running in your body almost before the thought even happens, you know, because all these processes have to take place. Right. But you don't even, yeah, it's crazy. Right. <laughs> that, 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 that's so crazy because like whatever we've been through in our life it frames our subconscious right and this subconscious frames our gut feeling like sometimes we feel uneasy or sometimes we feel unsafe in a certain environment that's our subconscious and th- that's our gut telling us you know what like this is unsafe and this subconscious is framed from the past experiences right like in that yeah. way also like your pa- your past experiences and how you uh, how you how you process your experiences will also manifest the further actions so that's where the spiritual uh, aspect comes into picture right like where you have to find an outlet of your trauma like you have to deal with it or that trauma is going to dictate that that trauma is going to manifest itself uh, into action yeah that's how you know that's how you get toxic behaviors and that's how you know a lot of yeah I think a lot of just the bad things, you know, addiction and a lot of mental disease and people who are very unhappy and suicidal and all this stuff. I think it all it all comes from unaddressed trauma, you know, or these exper- traumatic experiences that people have and they don't have a way to address it um, and bring it to light and heal from it. And like you said, th- those are the things in people's lives that you know, they're kind of like the pictures that are the clearest in their head. And that's what they dictate their behaviors on, you know, and it's sad, you know, and that's, that's a whole big part of it is when you see other people suffering, you know, you realize that more than likely, it's because of something internal that they're not dealing with, you know, there's a Vedic chanting, like a Sanskrit chanting, which I personally connect to, it says, Loka samasta sukino bhavantu, sarve jana sukino bhavantu, which means you're literally praying for the welfare of humanity. You're praying for every human being to be happy. And every time I say that, like I get goosebumps because there are a lot of people who have caused a lot of pain in my life. And every time I chant that, I think of all the people and I'm wishing well for them. And it sort of nullifies the hatredness inside me. Like I don't hate them anymore so uh, like in right. that aspect like in that sense there is a that side of manifestation too you stop the hatred from yeah. manifesting absolutely that's every morning when i uh meditate that's uh one of the um practices i do that they the one um buddhist monk that i follow a lot of what he says and he says that one of the goals of the breath meditation is to cultivate a sense of well-being inside of yourself you know because the focusing on your breath you know really calms you down and then trying to radiate that sense of well-being to like everyone on the planet you know so like you cultivate it in yourself first and then you radiate it out and uh so it's it's funny that you said that that that's you know what you do too with your uh chanting so that's that's really cool <laughs> i mean like spiritual practices and all the 
all the rituals right like people sort of tend to neglect it or see it in a very uh, see it as a dumb thing right like it people don't really uh, think about like spirituality or think about like praying and rituals all of that they, they, they kind of feel because there is no scientific explanation of anything good happening <laughs> from that like people tend to disregard that right and uh, there is a there is a lot of like things that would develop from being consistent and from saying things from actually generating a sense of positive like a positivity right like that that's what all these rituals are like you doing prayer you're literally trying to like manifest positivity for your own self right and that is a consistent process and you do it every day right like it's a practice yeah it's a practice every day yeah um it's funny people do tend to disregard it right but i think that the problem with people is that they're focused too close on like our current time frame you know technologically you know 100 years ago is nothing like what it is now you know but if you think about <clears throat> humanity from the beginning of time right all of our ancestors all across the globe right before like modern science came into effect which was only you know, it's not that a couple hundred years old or it, you know you can go back to the greeks and things like that but we're talking about you know science where people want like proof you know and they want studies and things like that where they need proof of god and they think that spiritualism is is silly people have been have had spiritual practices since the dawn of time so spiritual practices and chanting and meditation and prayer that is that's the original science like because it started from the beginning and it got us all the way here you know so like that's what shaped civilization and that's what shaped culture and that's what grew the world was people figuring out and understanding spiritual practices you know and every culture had different tiers of spiritual practices and different levels and there were spiritual masters and every civilization cultivated those things so that was the like original initial science that everyone figured out together you know what i'm saying yes. so to say that oh science doesn't prove god it's like no god is the, like it's there's there's no proving anything like that's you being here is proof that spirituality works because that's how what built the world yeah. so <laughs> you know yeah and it's so interesting how jordan b peterson says talks about god right like he says there is something in your hierarchy that you do the top of whatever that is let's say if you like on top of your life if it's, if it's money if that's like if that takes the most priority to you that is god right like for for everybody whatever is the first uh, in hierarchy list is god like that's how jordan b peterson says it right and yeah. uh, like it's just the thought of like the god being there and and you seeing things from that perspective could change even though if like god exists or not like that's secondary there's a there's a lot of positive things that comes in just belief there doesn't yeah. have to be logic like there's no harm in in no. believing right like like if if something that coming out it's only good things Right and that's why yeah absolutely and like you said you you see things from the perspective of what it is that you hold you know most high to you and i think that's why a lot of you know spiritual you know 
whether it's like gods and goddesses or like deities like or figures like they all they're archetypal in some way you know they represent some kind of philosophy and some form of behavior right and that's why it becomes like easily you know you identify with like the artwork of this thing and then that guides you you know and the imagery and visualization of this thing that guides you yeah so it's whatever you focus on and yeah if you focus on money then that's what becomes most important to you you know but if you focus on spirituality and growth and doing good and trying to cultivate that then i think that that's what you know you are driven towards and that's how that's how you see things you know and that's what becomes the priority to you you know yeah and uh, spirituality was is, is never a community thing right like community could help you bring rituals and practices that you do every day but your spiritual journey is your journey when i say spiritual Absolutely. it could be any form of growth it could be an emotional growth it could be like a physical growth it could be like in general of uh, a heightened sense of how your life is moving is just getting new perspective that is according to me is spiritual and uh, so yeah yeah no i mean it's like we're all going in the same direction but the path we each take our own path you know yeah and as long and yeah as long as you're every day taking another step down the path it doesn't matter if it physical growth or emotional growth, right you know it doesn't matter because you you're keep going and as long as you just trust the process and you keep making forward progress then you know you can't you can't lose you know <laughs> yeah and growth is multidimensional if you grow in one aspect yes. the chances that you grow in other is also possible like if you grow in one dimension the other dimension also grows so like when i started lifting weights there is something empowering about it so when i started getting physically stronger when i started like working out like when i when i took working out seriously and when i started developing a discipline around it there's a lot of other emotional things that grew along with it like i'm much more confident uh, there's a lot of insecurities that being nullified i'm no more uh, i'm comfortable in my own skin so yeah. like there's a lot of other emotional growth that happened with this physical growth Oh, absolutely. You know, and I think that physical training definitely it does help cultivate a different mindset, you know, because if you're there pushing yourself through a workout, right? And you're really like exhausting yourself, you realize that you are capable of overcoming difficult things, you know? And yeah, you have endorphins and hormones and things that all the actual physiological things that happen in your body that affect your brain chemistry you have that but after you know repetitive exercise and staying consistent with exercise it you become accustomed to that level of discomfort and you become accustomed to that level of activity and you grow into it so now being sedentary and sitting around a lot and just lounging doesn't appeal to you as much as maybe going out and going for a walk you know yeah. like if i'm yeah. hanging out with my if i'm like hanging out with my friends i would much rather be like working out with them or going for a walk or doing something like that than sitting on a couch and like playing video games which is what i would have liked to do years ago i would have loved to play video games or magic the gathering or board games or 
Dungeons and Dragons. Like I love a lot of like nerdy stuff. Um, you know, and that's what I used to love doing. But now that I've changed, you know, what I do every day, I would much rather go hiking and lift weights and just do have a good time outside, you know, be active, you know, that's, that's what brings me a lot of joy now, you know, so you think that you like the things you like, but it's only because you continue the behaviors that you continue, you know, if you change your behavior, you know, maybe your goals will change and maybe the things that bring you happiness will change. You know, maybe you're just stuck in a cycle of thinking like the only way that I can get better in life is if I like keep grinding away at this job that is like breaking me down because eventually I'll have enough money to do this and that. And then I can jump up the next level in this. But if you maybe reprioritize the way that you think and you get into a fitness routine. And I say fitness routine because that's probably, it's the hardest place to start, but it's also the easiest place to start because, you know, maybe you don't have the inner forces to like pay attention enough to do meditation. I think most people do, but some people don't, but like anybody can get down and start doing push-ups or go for a walk. Right. So like you force your body to do something and like in the process of like forcing your body to do something, you're going to become healthier. So you'll work your body will work more efficiently but you're also building up willpower you know you're not you're not depleting your willpower by making yourself do that you are in the moment right like you deplete a little bit of your willpower to go out and do that hard workout but then like when you recover from it your threshold of willpower is much higher you have so much more to burn because it becomes part of who you are so then you realize how much joy that brings you and how much joy eating good quality food, you know, as opposed to junk food makes you right. And you start to change things. And before you know it, maybe your job isn't what is the priority, you know, to you, maybe cutting back on your expenses and living like a more minimalist lifestyle is something that appeals to you because you realize that the things that really bring you joy aren't material thing. You know, you never know, you know, it, it, it does bring a, a different mindset. And I think that that will happen to anybody who really embraces it, because I think that, you know, the way that our ancestors lived is closer to like our base humanity and the way we should live, as opposed to like what, how we live in modern society right now. There's too much external stimulation. There's too many things that we focus on that aren't actually like within our life, you know? As opposed to, like you said, you know, our ancestors, the only way that they had, they, they, right now we have chronic low to mid-level stress 24-7 because of everything that's coming at us, because it's existential, right? Our ancestors and people from the beginning of time, their stress response was like, oh shit, there's a tiger over there, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> or, right? Like that was, that was like, that's when like the stress response came in. And that was like through all of humanity until like the modern era. So if you think about it, like the human biology has evolved to like, that's when you're supposed to fire off adrenaline and that's when you're supposed to be under anxiety. You know, you're not supposed to be constantly stimulated all the time, you know, like our, they had to deal with those kinds of threats, but then there was also extended periods of rest and community and tradition and religion and a culture, you know? So like, it was a lot smaller and focused on like day-to-day -day life. And I think that that is, you know, our human 
biology has evolved to that. That's what we have been the vast majority of time that humans have been on the planet was living that some semblance of that kind of lifestyle up until the modern era. And I think the modern era is with as great as technology is and technological advancements and health advancements, as great as that is, I think it really took us off course. And that's why like people aren't anywhere near as centered and grounded and happy as they should be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's like, whatever you said is so true. And I relate to it a lot. And uh, so I, I was reading uh, a Bhagavad Gita, which was uh, like translated by Paramahamsa Yogananda. So Paramahamsa Yogananda, he's an Indian monk who has done a lot of uh, uh, work in, in the field of spirituality. So he wrote a book. It's basically his translation of Bhagavad Gita. And in that he says that like we human beings have become so much sensory oriented that we are, we are not doing things to please our intelligence. We, we are doing things to please our senses we are choosing food that is much more tastier like which which fulfills our sense of taste like we want to like go watch something let's say porn because it is releasing a sense of dopamine like we want that sensory uh, stimulation so uh, he also takes back to the analogy of uh, like uses this as a metaphor for uh, krishna riding the chariot right like there are so many horses if like if like you can take one horse to be like one sense if you let the senses drive it's going to be nuts so he he's he uses krishna as our intelligence and he says our intelligent should drive our senses it shouldn't be the other way around right absolutely <laughs> absolutely and that, and that's what i'm saying is you know like when you start working out and you start doing things consistently and you know waking up early or or whatever waking up consistently and treating yourself good you start to build up your willpower so that way when you know you have the option of eating a healthy meal or a meal that you feel would be much tastier but it's going to be worse for you you'll have the willpower to say oh no i don't need to eat that garbage food even though i know that i want whatever that thing is, you know, I'm going to eat this better food. And then you become, then as you keep consistently making those choices, like now there's foods that I would have loved to eat years ago that like, if I ate them today would 100% make me sick. <laughs> 100%. Like I wouldn't even without a doubt would 100% make me sick. Like if I ate like donuts or ice cream or like a cheesesteak sandwich, I would definitely feel very ill you know because it's been so long since i've eaten that way i've been eating you know organic and you know non-gmo foods even when i was a vegan i was eating all non-gmo now i eat all grass-fed meats and stuff and i always try to eat the best thing that i can you know and that's just my personal thing but it's been so long since i've had a lot of like processed foods and things that were like very hyper palatable and you know meant to be you know, delicious, quote unquote, you know, um, like it would make me sick now to eat it, yeah. you know, but I used to love it. And I used to, I used to crave it. I used to like, what I used to want nothing else than that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't just like, it was something I liked eating. Like it was like, when I thought of like, Oh, delicious food, it was like immediately those thoughts of those things. But now it like, 
I'm like <laughs> disgusted by it. <laughs> you know? I 100% relate with like what are you saying because I was exactly going to say the same thing. Like I was about to say like back uh like I would love desserts and I'd love all the things yeah. that I like anything that is sweet I'd love to eat it. And now I don't. Like when I started working out, that's the thing about growth, right? Like when you when you seek about growth or when you do something that that seeks your betterment your value system changes right like you don't want the same things anymore like that's yeah. that goes back to you saying that even if you want to hang out with your friends you want to do something that is constructive and not sit on a right. couch and play video games because your set of values have changed right and and that you know your set of values changes so then you know and i'll just use as a as a small example right you know say say you lived like a sedentary life and you were into, you know, you weren't into working out. Right. And maybe your priority was you wanted to build a new computer for gaming or something like that. Right. And you realize, okay, well, it's going to take $2,000 to build this computer because I want all this stuff. Right. But if you now start adopting a healthier lifestyle and you start to do those kind of things with your friends, maybe now instead of saving up, two thousand dollars maybe you'll get a gym membership or maybe you'll buy a really expensive blender or juicer to make juice you know what i'm saying or maybe you'll buy a bunch of kettlebells like so things will change you know you're not gonna what exactly what you thought you wanted you thought you wanted those things because that was what was going to keep you comfortable inside that bubble but when you start to push outwards you start to realize that there's all these other things that bring you much more joy than the stuff that was only comfort based, you know, like I'm not saying there's anything wrong with playing video games, you know, like I'll still play some video games with my friends every once in a while, but you know, it's very, you know, very, very small percentage of you my time die for it. Right. Like you wouldn't die. No, no, I, I, yeah. I, no, I still, I still only have like a playstation 3 like i don't have i never upgraded past that like skyrim was the last game that i really like cared to play and if i went if i'm with my friends it's like 45 minutes of like smash brothers like it's really nothing crazy and then that's it you know and then we'll go do something else like and that's only at the end of the night um but yeah no so if you change your behaviors you'll like i said you're like you said you know your priorities will change and then you'll be able to realize that there's more ways to live a happy and fulfilled existence than like just what your like base programming told you and like just what you know society tells you like oh you gotta you have to buy like the new biggest tv there's nothing wrong with your tv now but like you need the bigger one because now there's a bigger one you know so yeah (laughs) and you get you get you get like wrapped up in that mindset and then you think that the only way that you can be happy and be fulfilled is if you have those things, but there's always going to be new things to have, you know, if like, if having the new iPhone is what makes you happy, then you're never going to be happy because in six months, there's going to be a new iPhone, you know, if, but that's, what's, that's, what's marketed to people. And you look at people like the majority of people, that's what they set their value system on. And that's what they value. And that's what they feel. And they value that because they've, Feel that that's what's going to bring them the best quality of life and it's, it's not true you know? yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's definitely yeah. not true it's not true at all it's so uh 
you talking about like when you change your behaviors you don't want the same things in you a- anymore like maybe you start wanting different things right partly most of the things that you want right now the standard is set by society right like what right. society deems to be cool or like what society deems to be acceptable like people want that so people think that like, like if you own a new iphone probably people think you're cool or like that there is a point of you being able to show a certain uh status in the society right so when your value yeah. system changes you don't want to please society anymore like so partly yeah. you'll cut off all on, on all the things that you probably buying because you were pleasing society yeah same thing people buying expensive clothes and spending hundreds of dollars on sneakers and jewelry and it's just to me yeah it's ridiculous and it's for what is it because like do you really like the way that those clothes look and do you really think that they're worth those hundreds of dollars or are you willing to spend those that money because you think that other people will think you're cool or think that you're have a higher status or right like do you really like the way that that rolex looks Yeah. Like do you is that really is that like yeah. is that really your favorite watch or is that the most expensive watch you could buy, right? You know, <clears throat> and I think that that people they put these false value systems into play and then that's what the problem with that is that it there's like there's no reason like it's not wrong to look nice. Like I wear, you know, the clothes I wear because I like them, but you know, I also don't want to look like a slob, so it's okay to look nice, but look nice because you want to. you know like don't put a false value like if i dress this way people will think because then you're not really being genuine you know you should wear like what makes you happy not what you're trying to do for other people and you should always be genuine and always be truthful and always like be who you are always like that's yeah. one thing that that's one thing that i'm like 100% about like i'll always be myself and i'll always say exactly what's on my mind like i don't care if it bothers anybody i don't care i've never cared about being cool like i've never cared about fitting in <laughs> i never did fit in you know? <laughs> you know so um you know so like i've never been about that and i think that like i said i'll never i'll never give anybody shit for the way that they want to live their life whatever brings you happy live your life that way you know yeah just just don't just don't come down on me for living the way that i want to live you know <laughs> I think yeah. everybody should be everyone should be happy being themselves, you know? That's yeah. what I I wish for people, you know? That's the hardest thing, right? Like uh if you want to grow, that means you have to probably fix your flaws. You have to do better things. So people live in this denial world where they're not acknowledging their flaws. If you don't even know what you're bad at, how would you want to get better at something? Like people don't even acknowledge their flaws, right? and like, right because it's yeah it's hard it, it's hard for people to go uh and be like you know what like i suck at it you, you you know what like i am toxic i am being toxic to other people like it's so hard for people to accept that right yeah it's hard for people to accept it but also you know like you were talking about with the victimhood thing you know people are told that their problems aren't their fault or that their problems aren't problems you know like Like I I think that you know and it's a sensitive topic but like I don't think like the whole body positivity thing is good you yeah. know like if you're like and, I, and again like if you're very much overweight like that's 
okay. Like you should love yourself, right? Like regardless of what your situation is, you should love yourself, but loving yourself, like shouldn't keep you from making progress. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. if, so you, you know what I'm saying? Like when I was my heaviest 320 pounds, like I didn't look at myself in the mirror and say, Oh, I hate myself. Like, no, I love myself. I was disappointed in myself. Right. But looking at myself and loving myself in that way is like what got me to being that overweight. Right. So like learning to hold myself accountable and love myself the entire way is is the process but you can't just love yourself and then not change your behavior because if you don't change your behavior you're just gonna continue doing what you're doing and that that behavior is what got you where you are in the first place yeah you know yeah. <laughs> so like i have a problem like i'm not saying that i have a problem with people who are overweight like i was there like i have a problem with the way that it's being marketed to people yeah. that like you can just you can you can just be 400 pounds you know and and no one can say anything it's like no because that's it's so bad for you right to be overweight it's so bad that there's no there's no plus side to it it's bad for you physiologically it's bad for you mentally and it's really selfish because all the people around you who actually care about you you're basically just telling them that you don't give a, a shit about your health and they're gonna have to deal with you you know when you get sick or when you're injured or when you can't take care of yourself or when you die early and you're gonna cause all that suffering so you're causing suffering inside of yourself and you're causing suffering outside of yourself and again like if you find yourself in the situation where like you know you are in a situation like that like just understand that you can start making changes you know, while loving yourself, but loving yourself doesn't mean staying the way that you are, because that's not, that's not how growth is made. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, basically people who are overweight and obese, they're using self-love to stay lazy, to stay in their comfort zone, to not actually break a sweat. Right. Like they're using yeah. self-love as a way to deceive themselves into being where they are. Like I started telling about like how growth comes from a very uncomfortable point, right? Like growth is uncomfortable. It is hard. Yeah. But you have to go through that hardship. And if you actually love yourself, you would want to be fit. You would want to be healthy. Like that's where yes. the love comes from, right? Like if, if you're, if you're a parent and if you love your kid, you won't feed them candies all the time, right? Like you say right. no to candies because you love them. Right. Yeah. Right. No, that's what, that's what I'm saying. No, absolutely. You know, and when you become healthy, you know, you really have a, a sense of gratitude about how you used to feel and how you feel now. And then that sets, like I said, it, it affects everything. It helps your mental better. It helps you, you have a lot more clarity. And yeah, it just, the way I see it, when I see people, because again, like I can only speak from what I've been through, you know, but I was over a hundred pounds overweight and I did lose the weight, you know, and I think it's possible for anybody to do, you know, and when I see people who are in that shape, I look at it as the way that I looked at myself is like, this is a person who doesn't know how to care for themselves. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a person who does not know how to care for. And, and that's, and it's not just overweight. It's people who are chronically stressed people who are, you know, on anxiety, who are, you know, taking, you know, prescription medications, people who any kind of suffering that you're going through, 
you know, it's because this person, they either don't realize that there's work to be done, or they're hiding the fact that there's work to be done, or they're afraid to admit to themselves that there's work to be done, or they're afraid of the pain that doing that work is going to cause. But it's just people who don't have self-care in their life. They're not prior. They're prior. They're that shows you that they are prioritizing something other than their self care, and then that's a problem because, like you're, like I said, your self care has to be number one because that dictates how how well you are able to help other people and solve problems. And you know, if you think back to, you know, our ancestors when we lived in smaller communities and tribes and stuff, everyone in the tribe had to be like at their best to help the tribe and the community and the city grow, you know? So, and it all starts with the self. So if you see people who are suffering outwardly in some way, you know, obesity or anger or anxiety and these kinds of things that we all deal from as, you know, all things that are natural to us as human, when you see that excess behavior, it's because something other than self-care is the priority, Yeah. you know? Yeah. If you actually love yourself, you wouldn't be obese. Like all the people who are staying obese or fat and calling that self-love, they are not loving themselves. Like if you need to take care of yourself, how you would take care of someone you love, right? Like if 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 it's if there's an external person that you love, yeah, you would like put in a, a lot of effort to take care of them, right? Like you need to yeah. you need to take care of yourself like how you take care of someone else that you love. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent, you know, and yeah, I, and you gotta be, I don't like the word selfish, but like, that's how it has to be. You have to take care of yourself. Like I said, you, you know, you're the only one who's walking through this world, you know, like as you, so you have to care for yourself so that you can be your best self. And by like being your best self, that's how you live your best life, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, but you have to like be at your best to draw those things to you, you know? And it all ties into to manifesting. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like it doesn't, you know, like at this point, there's not a lot that I like specifically manifest towards other than just keep my you know, progress and growth going and like wishing, you know, good to all those around me and everybody in the world. Like, so I just get up and do what I'm doing with just that as the goal, you know, and whatever positive things come to me in whatever form that is, I'm, I'm, you know, more than content with that, you know? And I think that that all, that kind of mindset comes from just putting in the work, you know, and you have to, and like you said, you got to get away from comfort and you got to push yourself into things that, seem hard and it's not just they seem hard they are hard you know but you you get used to it you know and it just you feel more fulfilled you know when you go to sleep at night when you go to sleep at night you feel more fulfilled and when you wake up in the morning like you're excited to to start a new day you know as opposed to wanting to always sleep or always wanting to like just go seek comfort because you're always so stressed out and unhappy yeah 
I am so you know? stoked by like how you define manifestation, how you talk about growth, because that is exactly how I <laughs> like. I connect to you on so many different levels. It, it's like whatever you're talking, I am about to say the same things, and you're just <laughs> taking the words out of my mouth. And it's so oh, that's amazing. awesome, man! <laughs> it's so amazing because like. like manifesting growth to me is also focusing on the progress and i i i want to learn i want to be a better version of myself and i want to keep growing keep learning and like that is particularly being manifested through this podcast because like we both come from such different backgrounds like you are from new jersey and i'm from india and this we come from different age groups but we are still able to talk and connect on on various levels to me that is so fascinating so like my growth so. has manifested into this and like me learning yeah. things from you <laughs> well me too i mean i've i've been on my process and it brought me to the same place you know so i think that 100% and that's what i'm saying you know like i don't hold on to what is going to be brought to me you know i know i'm on the right path doing what i need to do to grow and then all of a sudden it's like oh here's this guy like boom you know you're going <laughs> to the the universe is just sent you're going this way i'm going this way and it's like bam there you go you hit together and then that's how this happens you know and i think that that's great and having having that like openness to whatever happens is going to happen you know i think that brings like a sense of like adventure and like brightness to the day and i think that that uh i think it's awesome that like you know we linked up and that was because of a shredded farmer you know like yeah. he does all the same like he does a lot of the same like workouts that i do you know and then i heard him on the podcast and you know it went from there it's it's awesome you know <laughs> super cool this this takes me to how i define karma like i've read like, like couple of uh, like interesting like hindu uh relics and vedas and like a lot of spiritual not a lot of spiritual books but i come from a perspective where like i want to probably try to find definition or like find like a redefining what i already think is something so that's how i went looking for like what exactly is karma like in this modern day language like we use karma as like what goes around comes around right like whatever you do that manifests itself yeah, yeah, yeah. and that is not all karma is like karma is no. much more a broader aspect karma is action like the the yeah. two definition of karma means action and there are three types of karma and one is basically the karma that is being carried the actions that you that you did in your previous life like that's what hindu uh like proper spiritual spirituality says and like yeah. you carry karma from your previous life to this life which is i don't completely believe that because i haven't experienced death or like i haven't experienced something that would face me with that like with that construct yet but so, so i i haven't really like thought about that much but the the other two definition of karma is one is basically what your surrounding will do to you is basically a lot of who you are is defined by your surroundings how you grow up right like that is yeah. the second definition of karma it's like basically when i talk to a psychologist on this podcast neha tapadia and uh, we did an episode on like child psychology and she says that a lot of what a person is is actually determined by how the environment was when the person was a 
was a child and oh, that, absolutely and that karma like how your environment was is actually making you who you are and that's the second definition of karma and like the the first definition of karma is basically what you do that's where the free will comes right i don't think much about the reincarnation and carrying karma to the next life i don't think about that much but i think about these two definitions definitions of karma like every day because what i am doing is framing someone else's uh, life someone else's karma and what someone else is doing to me is framing my course of action so in this podcast whatever you are doing or like whatever you are saying is framing my next course of action right in that way you are creating my karma <laughs> yeah so it's like having a yeah it's like having a conversation with the universe you know Yeah. like you go back and forth and like what like what is said to you then formulates like what you're going to say back you know yeah and for the longest period of time i was thinking is everything predestined like is everything like the karma or right. does the concept of free will exist and i came to this conclusion it is 50 50 like i just defined karma right like what you do yeah. and what happens to you like these two right. are like like 50 50 it's like we are like everybody's life is so interconnected like i am having influence in your life right now and you are having influence in my life and we live like so many kilometers away and yeah. like like th- so there many is, <laughs> there is a beautiful dance between free will and destiny that is happening here yeah yeah <laughs> No, it's 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 really cool, you know, and and just because you know, all from me liking the same kind of workout that that guy did, you know, it all just brings it together. And you never know. That's what I'm saying is you never know you could be as prepared as possible, right? But that's only half of it. Like you said, like that's only one half of like that you have your free will and you can prepare that as much as possible and work on yourself as much as possible. But then like you don't have a <clears throat> you don't have a say in like what the challenge is going to be yeah you know do you get that like that's kind of how i yeah. see it is like i could put on you know i could put on the armor and pull out the sword but like when i walk in the arena like i don't know what i'm going to be facing like yeah. what's what's going to happen you know like yeah. uh oh there's a dragon you it's know like, like <laughs> in a movie where you know yeah. only your lines and you don't know what the other like a co-actor yeah, is going to like say improv, yeah. yeah it's it like is, an improv it, yeah it's like an improv yeah absolutely it's like an improv yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so if you just keep and that's another thing too is like framing you know your mindset that way and seeing life that way it kind of makes you you know appreciate it more and like have more fun with it you know and kind of take things that happen as like a joke you know yeah. and and be yeah. more be more joyful and, and playful with it you know and enjoy it much more so like whatever happens there's always going to be a way that you can see it and perceive it differently and flip it on its head and make it a positive you know and and grow from it you know every everything you know positive or negative is a chance for you to grow you know yeah yeah and like a lot of people have been asking me about like uh, like what changed in my life because like uh i lost a bunch of weight and then i started doing this podcast and i started like posting stuff on uh, social media about podcast so like whoever have known me for long time like they could literally see change physically because i lost weight 
and also like i've doing yeah. something with my life like with this podcast so a lot of people have been like uh, like dming me or like i have been talking a lot about like growth and all of that in this podcast it all comes down to that one simple terminology which is growth and a part of me that brought me or that will take me to where i want to go is basically associating myself with people who promote my growth so like yeah. that's what it's been like me equipping with things which will help me grow and also associating yeah. with people who which is constructive like the environment being constructive and like moving towards growth because not a lot of your friends want to see you grow right like they want you to stay in the shitty hole that they are in yeah i i've lo- I, i've lost friends people that i was close with in the past couple of years because of the different way that i chose to live my life and good you're like better off without those people in your life and you really are who you surround yourself with you know if you surround yourself with people who are like dirtbags or people who are negative or anxious like they're only going to bring that into your life but if you you know surround yourself with people who are good people and they try to you know grow every day and they have a positive mindset you know those are the people you want around you because that's what's you know just the same way it's just the same way that whatever you keep in your mind is what you're going to attract to you like the people around you whatever way they behave like that's how you're going to it's the same thing you know yeah so yeah i mean i that's why you know i was on instagram a couple years ago and i got off because it was just too crazy and uh now i got back on and i'm happy i'm back and the people that i follow on there are just everybody's all positive and that's uh that's all i all i want the only kind of people i surround myself with are people who are like positive and interested in growth and i don't do the negativity thing you know <laughs> uh holy smokes man like i didn't expect this conversation to take this road like i like you're such an amazing person to talk to like, <laughs> i had like super super fun uh, doing this yeah man this is awesome <laughs> so like Let's before definitely do it again this is great yes let's do this again like i'm glad you you said that uh before we end the podcast i would this is the first time i'm doing this with any guest uh if you could give like like pieces of advice uh to like youngsters or to anybody who is listening to this So what would that advice be? Um just be whatever situation you're in right now, even if it's a situation you want to change, just be grateful for where you are right now because if you're exper- whatever you're experiencing, it means that you're alive and it means that you have time to change your life uh you know for the better. and just be grateful for the things that you do have and work from there you know never be ungrateful and just understand that the only person who can change your life is you and there's no upper limit on how much you can achieve if you put yourself to it but you have to start you know and if you need help there's a million people out there um you know myself included you can send me a dm on instagram uh reach out to me if you need help with anything and there's a lot of other people that i know and people you can find everywhere that are willing to help but you have to just put in put in the effort you know and cultivate that mindset that 
you're going to do the work and the good things are going to come to you and they will. So, yeah. but you got to put the work in, you got to put the work in. Start at where you are with what you have, right? Always, always. Like I, you know, I don't, I work out every day and I don't have a lot of gym equipment, you know, uh, but I do push-ups and I do pull-ups and I run and I make the gatas, you know, for $15 out of stuff from the hardware store. So, <laughs> you know, whatever you got going on in your life, like just start from where you're at and just start moving, you know, start, start cutting that path and start walking it, you know, Yeah. you got to start. <laughs> this is my 32nd episode, I guess. But like so far, this is a conversation that I'm going to remember for a really long time. And so far, I can tell this has been one of my favorite episodes. Uh, thank you so much awesome. for making this uh, such a special one to me. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I, I'm happy for uh, you having me on. I'm really appreciative of that. And uh, like I said, I would love to talk more with you and, you know, keep it going. This is great. Yes. Let's stay in touch. Hopefully, let's do this again. Oh, of course, man. Of course. <laughs> For all the people listening, I would recommend, please go check uh, Quest for Camera podcast. I'm going to link uh, the description. I'm going to link uh, the podcast in the description. I am in such a awesome. trance right now. I, like, I'm having a hard time like articulating things because like our conversation was such a roller coaster. There's a lot of things that I haven't spoke about like with a lot of people. And now when I'm talking about yeah. that, like it, I, I feel like I'm in a trance and I, I don't even have like words to like talk. <laughs> no, I mean, that's uh, no, definitely. And that's part of the reason why, like I started the podcast is because I don't have a lot of people that I can talk this way with, you know, a lot of people won't aren't at the level where they would understand thing they would make it sound like I'm crazy, you know? So yeah. that's why I started talking about it on the podcast and, and posting stuff about it. And I figure, you know, it does, it attracts people who are like-minded to me and then we can actually have these conversations. So it's awesome. That's why I, that's why I say, you know, if you want to reach out, reach out and, you know, start a conversation. Yes. And I don't think you're crazy and uh, <laughs> like our craziness is matching and I'm yeah. going to be rooting yeah. for you and I will be there to listen to more of your podcast. Keep uh, doing same more here, of man. them. Uh, like people same need here. this. Like we need the content that you are putting out there. And uh, oh, thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Yes. You uh, keep going too, man. This is great stuff. I love it. <laughs> thank you so much. Once again, uh, I mean, like i feel like i can't get enough of you so like i will i will definitely bring you back again and i'm glad you'd oh, be excited course, uh, to be back again of course man and i'm sure we'll be texting all the time too on the dm yeah. so yes of yes. course anytime man <laughs> all right buddy a sankarshan joshi trip <laughs>